Welcome to It's a Crime, I'm Linda, and today I'm gonna give you some updates about Peyton Houston, who, as you know by now, was found on January 3rd, which is just a couple days ago, in a shallow grave in Hueytown, Alabama, which is about a population of just over 15,000 people as of 2017. Now, she was found in a shallow grave at a vacant home on Chapel Drive and Love Street. And they said she was wrapped in a cloth and her body was intact. Now, I'm going to walk you through the day that she went missing and the questions surrounding it. It's important to note that the authorities said that this is a death investigation. It has not been noted as a homicide. So we start off with Peyton's mom, Charlene, who says, and I quote, I know she left our home Friday morning for work and was in contact with family throughout the day. And the day is December 20th, as we all know. So according to Peyton's LinkedIn profile, she worked at Buddy Moore Trucking as a national account manager from February 2018 to the present time in Birmingham, Alabama. And that is only six minute drive from Buddy Moore Trucking to Tin Roof Bar if she went from work to the bar. Now it was stated that she went with a coworker to Tin Roof Bar. So the question is, what time did she go there? Was it after work? Now on the missing person site, it did say that Peyton didn't drive that day. She left her car at her coworker's house. So from there, they would have went to Tin Bar or maybe they went for dinner first. Who knows, right? We don't know. I wonder if this is actually a regular hangout of where the coworkers go. I know I used to work downtown ages ago and we always kind of had a spot that we would go on Fridays, either for lunch or just after. So that's another question. Her mom also says she keeps in contact with Peyton on her way to work, on her break. So I do wonder if she said, hey mom, I'm going to the tin roof bar because that would be important. Now about the bar. So as I said, it's located in Birmingham, Alabama, which has a population of about 210,000 people. From the pictures, when I first looked at this bar, it looked really small because where the logo kind of was, but actually that takes up the whole entire building. It can hold 550 people and the square footage of this thing is 9,000 square feet. So it isn't a small bar by any stretch. Now on that night of December 20th, there was a live band called Outshine and they were set to play at 10 p.m. They're a cover band and from what I saw in the video, they're mostly rock. They played songs like Stacy's Mom and TNT and Summer of 69. There was a bunch of different songs on there. So just to give you an idea of what kind of music they played and what kind of crowd maybe that it attracted. If the band was on time, it would have started at 10 p.m. We don't know if that if they start on time or not. So Peyton allegedly had been seen leaving with two African-American men, but they're saying, but authorities are saying that the video doesn't show that. So does it mean the video doesn't show that there's two men or that the video doesn't show that Peyton was even there? And where are the cameras, right? Does it cover all of 9,000 square feet? From my understanding, it's the building, but also there is an area outside. So, and from pictures, I'll put them up here that you can see what this place actually looks like. Tin Roof Bar has mentioned that they do put 
off-duty uniform police on site during busy times. I'm wondering how many they actually had. So, and they said they were working on site during this time. And a friend of Peyton's was interviewed at her vigil, and her name's Jennifer Schaffner, and she said she's just not one to do, you know, something like that, like leave with a random person. That's just not who she is. We don't know if Peyton knew them or not, or if there was two people. According to her friend at the bar, she was seen leaving with these two men. We don't know that as fact yet. Video doesn't show it. So did she actually leave with these two men? Was she actually escorted out? Maybe were the cops taking her out? Was she drinking too much? What time did they get there? Was she drinking? Did she have lots of drinks? All kinds of questions, right? And if she was leaving, wouldn't she say to the coworker, hey, I'm out of here, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead with these guys or I'm, I'm leaving or whatnot? Because remember, Peyton didn't drive. So who was her ride, right? The coworker would have been like, hey, okay, see you later. Maybe she was just walking back to the house because maybe it wasn't too far. We don't know. Now at 12 a.m., her friend gets a text from Peyton that says, I don't know who I'm with, so if I call, please answer, I feel in trouble. I still find this weird. I mentioned in my other video, which I'll put right here, but the wording is weird because it's almost as if her friend would already know where she is because she says, I don't know who I'm with, but she doesn't say, I don't know where I am. And so I did take a look at the map to see, you know, what kind of district it is. Like, is there lots of businesses? And there is. There's lots of restaurants. There's lots of places to go hang out. So it is weird. It's just a weird text. Now, I did find some information that there is actually a way to text 911 in Jefferson County. So I'm curious if this is common knowledge with Alabama. Do they know that this is... Um, this is a thing is it is it well advertised because I know a lot of times you might not know but she could have called 911 or sorry texted 911 now the question is when did the actual co-worker get the message because sure it might have been sent at midnight but when did the co-worker read it and I'm curious if if Peyton actually did call there's no mention of that the loaded question is where is Peyton's phone right now right if she came with her co-worker and her car is at the girl's house wouldn't her friend then maybe call her or text her like I'm coming to pick you up or or where are you like I you need to get your car or who knows what the conversation was weird that they haven't said much about the co-worker maybe because there's some important information clearly otherwise if there wasn't why couldn't she be you know at the vigil at um, on camera like hey I'm looking for my friend so yeah anyway as I mentioned previously, the body was found in Hueytown and a neighbor said, it's seriously shocking. We don't have these kinds of problems down here. Just about everyone is kin to someone else on the street. Yeah, except for the vacant one. Who called authorities, right? There was some tips that led them to this home. I don't find it's a coincidence that it is a vacant home and some pictures I saw of the house, there was a load of garbage right behind or kind of beside and behind the house. And obviously Peyton was found in a shallow grave. Now, some more news I found on Peyton was I found her on a site that was a health center. 
and she actually went to rehab to get help for a heroin addiction. And as far as I found, that was in 2018. So there's that. That'll start changing things a lot. Maybe that has to do with the fact that they're currently investigating it as a death investigation and nothing more. However, there's still strange things. I saw on Charlene, which is Peyton's mom's Facebook, that she said she did have plans on Saturday the 21st with her sister, her friend, and her family. So obviously there's, you know, she did have plans. It's not like she was planning on leaving, but it's such an odd text. I don't know. There's some speculation going around that maybe she, you know, maybe somebody else texted it for her. So with drugs now, or with her being you know, uh, treated for addiction, that kind of changes the game possibly a bit, but she was getting help. And I mean, I know a lot of people with addictions wouldn't necessarily go put themselves in a bar, but that might be an entirely different story. I have no idea when it comes to that. Do you have any other information? Let me know in the comments below or just comment and let me know your thoughts on the stuff that I did dig up. And before I leave, I did dig up some more information about Hueytown. It was interesting that there was 22 registered sex offenders in the area. Might be something, might not be something. For a small town of 15,000, 22 is quite high. And why would the person take them to Hueytown rather than just dumping them in Birmingham, which is two, over 200,000 people. I don't know. I'm not a killer, I have no idea. Unless she was actually at that house and knew where she was. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. And then something awful happened to her. Anyways, I'm very sorry for what have, has happened to Peyton. Nobody deserves that regardless if she left with two guys or not, if that's even true. But we'll soon find out. Be sure to click that subscribe button because there's more videos coming your way. Thank you so much for watching. See you soon. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options. In stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards.